you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi and hello, football fans. A quick word about our pals over there at Wranglers.com. Whether you ride a bike, handsome, you ride a bike, don't you? I I have a bike. You know how to ride a bike, at least. Uh, I know that much. Or a Bronco. Do you, have you ever ridden a Bronco, Handsome Hank? Uh, only one of those mechanical ones. Oh, you have? Yep. Ooh, I'd like video of that. It and, didn't last long. And I know that uh, one thing, Handsome, being a, uh, a SoCal native, you loved <laughs> your skateboard. You're a big skater, dude. Whatever your activity, Wrangler jeans is for you, classic or modern styles, and a range of fits for you, all price points, vintage re-releases. Wrangler has something for everyone, visit Wrangler.com and check out their selection of jeans, shirts, pants, and outerwear for men and women. I happen to have a really handsome tan uh, button down from there that I that I favor when I don't go dark. And I love uh, I, one I of your three fact, shirts. Love the dungarees Wrangler denim made for the modern world. And with that being said, let's start the show. David, football, football, David. The Dave Damashek Football Program, available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Do you like skating in a in an empty swimming pool still, still or do you go to the, uh, you know... I want other people... Reconstructed Yeah, I want other parks. people to see what I'm doing. Oh, is that right? To see my tricks. See me ollie mm-hmm. uh, do the other one. I love when you ollie. Yeah, me too. You're one of the better ollies <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. ever seen. Yep. Yeah. Hi and hello and welcome to the Dave Damashek football program. I hope all's well wherever you are here in Studio 66. We have important business to get to. So let's jump right to it. You heard his voice already. We'll say a proper hello to Handsome Hank in just a moment. But first, one of our favorites around here at NFL Media to bump into in the hallways to address all manner of subjects, whether it's uh, the game of football or more importantly, the game of life. You watch her on Total Access and have for many moons now. She is uh, she is one of the uh, stalwarts of, uh, of NFL media. It's Lindsay Rhodes. How are you, Lindsay? Hi, I'm good. I'm feeling very stalwarty. 
All right, let's see. Let's see if you yeah. can uh, stall some warts here. Yeah. And then also, our resident Miami Dolphins fan, all the way from London, England. Here he is, everybody. It's Handsome Hank. Let's stop that. Then. I want Lindsay to hear. Oh, okay. I'm enjoying respect this. you more. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. Hello, Handsome. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, Dave. Are you? Did you happen to see my triplets rankings that came out? I did. I listened to the podcast. Again? I listened to, to the show. We issued them, but your Miami Dolphins came uh, in 32 out of 32 That's teams fine. For what I like their- is they're going to surprise people with their triplets. I genuinely believe Kenyon Drake will be one of the three breakout players of this season. I do like them running behind uh, that left side of the yep. line uh, with uh, with what they've put together there. I still say Laramie Tunsil without that gas mask on his face a couple of years ago. <laughs> May well have been the number one overall pick. He may have been. He pick. also hasn't really done anything since he may have you. been the number one pick. Time for so, a break. Yeah. Time for a breakout, though. And I've heard some good uh, buzz from them. Remember, Adam Gase took that team to the playoffs 18 months or so ago. It seems like that's uh, distant memory for most people. But there is reason for some optimism, at least in the head coach, and the faith that he seems to have in 17 yep. there under center one more year here. Lindsay, I've never asked you this. Mm. Who's your favorite pro football team? I don't have one. You really don't? You're one of those people? No, but I, but I promise you I'm not saying that to like protect my credibility or something. That's not a journalism with a capital J answer. I just don't. I didn't grow up with a team. Right. Yeah, I you're, grew up here in Southern California, yeah. the Raiders, the Rams, they were like coming and going and it just, it wasn't something that I latched onto. So I sort of grew up more a college fan actually. And then just a game of, uh, a fan of the game in, in general, I you and know what I, I respect it. That's kind of where I am in in uh, with the NBA. Doesn't mean I don't enjoy it. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were about to say what? with the NFL. <laughs> I don't really like I the Steelers. I do talk about them interest. a lot, like ninety percent of the time. Yeah, but 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 what do you make of that though? I feel like that is a very twentieth century sort of mentality for people who are. Um, on TV or you know writing about it or whatever is to to pretend that there's no rooting interest. I I, I oh, buy I don't your think it's story. a 20th century. I think it's a just since journalism was invented, and it, I think it's becoming less a thing. I think more and more you're getting away from the whole uh, journalists have to be unbiased, yes, right. and everybody's kind of just diving in, and it's more personality driven and all of that kind of stuff. I think we're getting away from that. It's fraudulent, in fact, to claim that you have no rooting interest. It's weird. Why would you Unless not? Unless you're me. I like when fa- – no, no, no. I'm Although saying I, I'm, bu- I'm with you because I, I, as somebody who grew up in a non-NBA city, I didn't uh, vibe naturally anywhere, but I enjoy watching the games nevertheless. Right. Yeah, I, I think um, – I, and I definitely have rooting interests. It's just they change. Based from on year to year and week to week. And players. Yeah, I root yep. for people who I like. I like – I root for storylines – I root for what's best for me and the show. Yeah. You know, it's like there, there's some of that that inevitably plays out. I think. What is so what's so as we sit here in August 2018, what's best mm. for Lindsay Rhodes? And I guess we can extend that to NFL media. What's the best storyline to play itself out here? It's not what you would think, and I don't know exactly right now what that storyline would be, but a lot of times for me as somebody who does a day-to-day show, like when Tim Tebow was in the mix, I wanted him not to be in the mix. 
because no just and not but because he wasn't in the mix in a way where he was making a difference on the field every day we just had to talk about him so I was like let's get this resolved so that I don't have to talk about Tim Tebow every day so you know not like I was rooting for him to fail but I was rooting for some resolution one Mm. way or the other like sounds like you were kind of rooting let's swing that pendulum you know what I mean that kind of stuff let's get him out of the picture I I enjoy um, I I enjoyed the Jaguars come up last year. You yes. know, for me that's easy to latch on to, and I like the fact that we have an opportunity to legitimately talk about the Jaguars yep. on a national TV show. Someone who has a somewhat smaller fan base and wouldn't normally be like a you lead the A block and total access with the Jags. I love the fact that they gave us a chance to do that. You know, it's funny because I I say as a longtime uh, pro sports advocate. I think dynasties are the best. Dynasties are what give you something to latch onto Mm-mm. as a fan in a certain period in in uh, sports history to be able to point to saying, I saw Michael Jordan's Bulls at the height of their powers. I saw Joe Montana and those Niners with Jerry Rice and Bill Walsh and all that. And it gives you a measuring stick for all that that comes after it. I like seeing that, and I worry that without the Patriots, I'm Mm -hmm. not a Patriots uh, advocate or anything else, but I feel like they have perhaps covered the overall – um, par- uh, you know, the parody that all commissioners want to see in their league to have as many fan bases as possible engaged. I think the Patriots have obscured the fact that underneath that, th- that those teams that rise and fall season for uh, season after season, I don't know that that's necessarily the best thing for longtime sports fans. But you're, you say you like those teams, but you do that with a measure of removal from that time. In the moment, a dynasty that's that dominant for that long is kind of irritating. It's, I agree yes. with you. It's nice to be able to say 10, 15 years later, that was cool. I got right. to witness that. But at that moment, being a fan of 31 other teams is a bit like, yeah, this is, I especially being a fan of a team in their division. It's like, let, let's move <laughs> this along and, a little bit. And let's look at, so if, if we're in the uh, AFC and FC championship round, right? And we're deciding who's going to go to the Super Bowl the selfish rooting interest part of me that doesn't really like, I don't care one way or the other about the Patriots. Once they get there, if they get to the Super Bowl, then I I am just as invested or not invested in them winning or losing the game. I don't care. But in that AFC championship game, there's a part of me that's thinking, boy, it would be nice to spend two and a half weeks talking about storylines that we haven't played out. Like if I have to have any more conversations about Tom Brady or Bill Belichick's legacy, I mean, yeah. come on. I hear you. Know, you. Like, we've established them. So it's like, so to then have that conversation again, like it's a fresh conversation, like what he just did in these last 16 games, how does that change this legacy? And if he wins this game or if he loses this game, boy, uh, you know, what kind of difference maker right. is that going to be? Like, it's just, okay, he's the best of all time. Move on. What's next? You yeah. know, and we kind of get you. stuck on so some who, of those storylines. So for me, I guess it would be like Browns Lions for you then, in other words. But, yeah, uh, but uh, the uh, Browns are super excited exciting right now and I don't it's know August. if that's just it's 100% yes but there there is an element of a different vibe coming out of there would you not agree like it's not just and yes. look at that roster and if you don't put the Browns at the top of the page and you just compare their rosters their start their projected starters on offense and defense and you covered up the team name and you didn't know and you put that next to like the Seahawks right now no right. that might be a bad example because I know people are thinking that the Seahawks aren't going to do big things uh, this year but no, that's a, uh, that's a great a, measure because I think that the Browns roster. have a real shot at being better than the Seahawks do in final record for the season. Do you, do you think the Browns are that team that 
the rest, you know, regardless of your primary rooting interest, there's normally one team that everyone, if it happened, everyone would get behind and say, yes, I want to support this. So the example I think we talked about before was the year that the Saints were good, suddenly post-Katrina and then whatever it was, two years later when they won the Super Bowl, everyone could put, unless you were a fan, I guess, of, of, of teams that were playing them on that day, you're like, yeah, I want to see that, that team do well. I would say that the Browns are probably one of those teams that everyone could get behind. The whole if nation. They, the whole nation could get behind with the exception of you as a Steelers fan, let's say, but people would say, I yeah, I like seeing this. This is a, yeah, this so is the a Cubs cool in thing. the world series, right. right? Like, Oh, that fan base has been waiting so long and they've been so tortured. And this is kind of cool right. for the them. One, you can at least the one appreciate I could that. see the one, the, the one that no one's talking about this year and people are pointing at the Browns and it's just, there's no historical evidence that a team can go from zero wins to double digits in one season. So that probably rules them out of a postseason slot, but you know what? Yeah, it'll be fun if, uh, if they get good. And I, I think the fascinating story, line there is what's going to be with Tyrod Taylor. Are they really going to sit down a competent, a, 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 a quarterback who is really right there among the probably the upper half of NFL quarterbacks? Are they really going to sit him down and put the kid in there? That's going to be a fun storyline, but it's the Detroit Lions that people are not talking about that I think hmm. they have a chance to sneak by in a rugged division, yes, with the uh, with the Packers and uh, and with, and uh, the Vikings presumably rising back up. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Lions finish. Um, I don't think they're going to get by Rodgers and company, but I could see them sliding into the second spot there. Really? Yeah. What What is it that they've done in this offseason that gives you that hope? I think Stafford has sort of – there was a narrative attached to him that was sort of like he's Jay Cutler Jr., the, the you know, the big arm and the, the swagger. Less surly, though. Yeah, right. But I, 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 I buy him as one of the six or seven best quarterbacks in the NFL. And despite what we saw last year in the Final Four with Carson Wentz and uh, and uh, Case Keenum and the likes of those guys battling it out for Super Bowl slots, I still think that having a high-end quarterback will impact the, how far you can go. And I do like the the pass catchers as a group there. I, I mean, the, the big uh, question is can they get to the QB? That's one the, the one specific issue that I have with the line, but I think they're going to be able to run the ball. This is the first time Matt Stafford's going to have a running game in forever. I'm, I'm intrigued by this team. Put, put a that isn't under the radar, by I know. the way. No one yeah. talks because about the them. team we're talking about in the NFC North is the come up is the Bears. I know because every, and as I declared uh, a couple of weeks ago, Lindsay, this is this is the thing you can follow when everybody's in on something. It's a year away. Yeah. The, everybody was in on the Jags in 2016. That was a year too soon. Right. I said that was premature. I announced it. Did I not, Emma VP? You did. I also announced something else, didn't I? I announced uh, some teams that are not going to the playoffs in 2018. Mm-hmm. And bad news, Chicago Bears. No playoffs for you. Also, New York Giants. A lot of buzz out there about you. Here's reality. No playoffs for you. Come Seahawks. On. No playoffs for you. Browns? No playoffs for you. Is there another one? Oh, yes. One more. Go ahead. Indianapolis for you. <laughs> that didn't um, work out. Didn't, yeah, yeah. didn't yeah. Sean O'Hara sit you? I mean, didn't we Didn't we leave we after tried. Sean was in here and, and you even you were like, maybe I, sh- I was a little early on the Giants. 
I did, but I, I but I have to. But stand, you can't back down. I have to stick to my guns here, right. and uh, that they're not going to the playoffs. That they're not going to go to the playoffs. I think the Cowboys are going to be good. I mm. think uh, America's team, the team that um, from where I sat a year ago, was the one to get behind was the Philadelphia Eagles. I love their deeds off the field as well as on, and uh, that was the team for the U.S. of A. to rally around hmm. in contentious times. I think that team is going to – I mean, I don't know how they just disappear unless Jay Ajayi can't get it done. That's the practical concern, I guess, is is he – But they got a bunch gonna, of running backs. I, 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 I'm telling you, I don't know yeah. how they, I don't know how they uh, right. suddenly fall off a cliff here, yeah. playing a first-place schedule, Super Bowl hangover. I don't know, those kind of narratives that you could pick up on. Otherwise, I think uh, they've only added to their greatest position of strength with Michael Bennett and Haloti Nada now already, along with what is a dominant defensive front. So I think uh, that they're going to be off. I good. think it's more that you're more in on the Cowboys than the Giants than that you think that the Eagles mm. will go. I think what 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 spooks me a little bit, it, and O'Hara started pointing at it, when you really start to look at it, if the offensive line is halfway competent, you have Saquon Barkley, and we're making assumptions right. of how good he's going to mm-hmm. be. And then you talk about Odell Beckham, who wins games for a team as a wide receiver, wins games for, for that team, plus Sterling Shepard, plus Evan Ingram. Yeah. I get a little spooked when I start to go through it like that. Yeah. But then again, we did that a year ago when they had Brandon Marshall and how's it? Oh, are they? This is the greatest collection of pass catchers the world's ever seen. They didn't. They, they were terrible. Yeah, yeah. But I just think it's hard. It's hard. I, again, it's on paper and it's August. And but like, if you put the Cowboys starters on offense, you know, there's a question mark at there's a few. Uh, at wide receiver. There's a question mark at tight end. There's. Ezekiel Elliott in the background, which is great. Mm-hmm. You've got Dak, who I have questions about this yep. year without Fair. those other weapons. So I I think it's easier to project what the Giants might do than the Cowboys. But but the, I get that you, you know, you're feeling it. Jason Garrett, though, of course, isn't week to week. He's season to season. It's a roller coaster ride, and things are pointing up for Garrett because he goes one good season as the head coach, one bad season. This means that this season should be good for so him. So it's going to be good. I like the defense. I don't like the defense. It's uh, going to be better than <laughs> what it was last year if they're anything close to healthy. Um, Lindsay, what is to you – uh, as somebody who surely, if I'm hearing it, uh, someone with your star power is hearing it times 10, who, what fan base do you think has the biggest chip on its shoulder? Ooh. Who do you hear the most noise? Why don't you question. ever talk about us? That's a good question. Who thinks we hate them now? You hate that. The New York, I was accused of having New York bias. Uh-huh. Of uh, uh, that one's regular. The Seahawks fans say I hate them. The Bengals fans say I hate them. I don't hate them. They're a punchline. The, but the, they're you football like teams. I don't hate them. I no, laugh no, you, at the Bengals. Well, like, that, well, that's the same. I, enjoy I could them. understand why people might interpret that as hate. It's not hate. I, no. I'm laughing at you. I don't hate you. Yeah, that doesn't no. make them they feel amuse better. Me. They yeah. amuse me like right. clowns. The the like uh, clowns, the Bengals exactly. do. <laughs> I hate no team really. But but. Uh, Falcons fans, you know what I think the formula is? Mm. You can't be a major powerhouse brand like the Cowboys, Raiders, and Steelers. I think those fan bases are immune to that. I mean, there's some like you, you, you're down on us because. Although I've I've gotten it from the Raiders in really? the past. Yeah, less so lately. Um, but but there was like a year or two there where there were a lot of Raiders fans who thought that I hated them for some reason. Hmm. They was, and what do they do? They, they just tell good. you by the why do you hate us? I mean, you know, not in those right. exact words. <laughs> but you're not you're but, not giving us enough attention. Well, yeah, and like if there's a negative story or if there's a negative uh, conversation that's taking place about the team, it's because right. you hate them. It's not about 
the fact that that's actually happening. And maybe you don't even know, but maybe I'm a huge fan and I'm that angry fan. You know right. what I mean? Exactly. Like that's what always gets me about why do they assume? Because I find that the the greatest levels of um, anger toward a team, team comes from the fan fans. base. Exactly. But someone that they don't perceive as one of their own can't say the exact same things that yep. they're saying. Yep. You're right. I think, yeah, I think, right. Well, of course, you're allowed to insult your, your t- it's the same thing as uh, as your family. You know, I can make jokes about family members, but shame the devil. You don't get to come in from the outside <laughs> and start making the same jokes to me, right. you know. Um, I think it's teams that are starting to feel some success for the first time and their fan base wants more attention paid mm-hmm. to it, and they don't, they're not comfortable with their success. Jags fans, I'm looking at you over the last uh, year or two. Falcons fans over the last five years, as you have sort of established yourself as a uh, as a pretty consistent team in the NFL. People not comfortable. They don't know how to deal with the success just mm. yet. Um, Emma VP, one more team in honor of Lindsey Rhodes being here. I want to I want to complete the uh, the teams, the half dozen teams that are not going to go to the playoffs. This one's nice and easy. This is probably the worst roster in all the NFL. Are you ready? Hit it. No playoffs for you. Buffalo Bills. That is a yeah, bad, that's bad roster. That is not going to be Their offense good. is going to be a disaster. They have no offensive line. They're, they have no receivers. They've got Three, got three quarterbacks, maybe. which is no Who are their receivers? Calvin Benjamin's their number one. He's good. It's a, That's a decent place to start. But they just have no offensive line, yep. question marks at quarterback. They have like three – you know, I don't know. I, I think Josh Allen – I don't know. Well, let's we'll wait see. and see. I don't want to damn the uh, the kid too too soon here. But, hey, Adam Schefter, did you see that uh, tweet that he put out on uh, Thursday morning? No, what is it? He said that um, – that uh, Eric Decker, new to the New England Patriots, along with Tom Brady, the greatest or the most handsome duo, pat thrower to pass catcher in history. And when I saw it, I thought, you know what? That's airtight. He might be right about that. How did he you? get into your Twitter drafts? Like, how did he tweet that and not you? Right. I know. I know. Feels I like, like something you should have got to first. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Maybe we should revisit before the season starts. My uh, my quarterback groups. We've uh, we've anointed. I think it was. I don't remember where we settled. Was it the Chicago Bears with Mike Tomczak, Jim Harbaugh, and uh, what was that era there? That the, oh no. No, we no, we we had to update it. That's why we did it. It was Tom Brady, Brady and Jimmy and Garoppolo. Garoppolo. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure how that. Yeah, that I was mean, your Tom Zack was a good-looking guy. Don't get me wrong, but Tom um, Zack was a handsome. He was. I, I, I like Tom. I Zach. volunteer Cam Newton to Greg Olson. The, how, how, how say you? As an that. as an, I mean, I I would say uh, Brady to Amendola beats out Brady to Decker. Oh mm-hmm. come on! You ever met Eric Decker? It's hard to yeah. keep. It's hard to compose. He's dreaming. Thought. Yeah, right. But I mean, okay. Um... I, the, the college one I would come up with is is line it to Bush. It's a pretty good one. It's pretty good. Yeah, Lindsey Rhodes. It's hard to go against the Brady to Decker. I don't, mm. I'm not hearing anywhere. I'm like, yeah, that beats that. But my my thing is that I think a uh, handsome is a very specific taste thing. Like those are two pretty boy handsomes. Mm. I don't yeah. know that that's my thing. When you're talking about the rip- gridiron and field generals and such, you want someone rugged, you know? Right. I, I like the kind of handsome where there's a little quirky with the handsome. Like, it, they don't just jump off the page, walk in, and you go, oh, yeah, that guy's super handsome. Mm-hmm. It's more like a you Slow look at burn. them again and you go, oh, that guy's really mm-hmm. handsome. But it's not uh, – y- you don't get the feeling that they've walked through their life with everyone telling them how handsome they are. 
Yeah. Is like, this an awkward conversation to have next to someone who you literally call handsome? Well, that's why I like to bring it up to him. He's, you know, he knows of what he speaks. He's like Ted. The arbiter on all things weird. handsome. Well, I don't know, though, because in the same way Ted Williams couldn't uh, tell other baseball players how to hit the ball because it was so intuitive to him, even at the highest level. Just do what I do. Like, well, you can't if you're that if you're too good. Maybe that is uh, his undoing. Handsome Hank's undoing. Dave, well. you were the first and only person to have ever called me handsome. So I, I, I appreciate oh, it. Oh, OK. Um. I tell you, how about for for Lindsay's one, for Lindsay's one, Alex Smith and Travis Kelsey. Those are two slow burn. That's rugged, slow burn. Like, oh yeah, those guys are handsome. You know what though? It's hard for me to take uh, personality completely out of the handsome equation. Because for me, that factors into the whole thing. I know that handsome is just a physical, like I'm judging your presence, but it's hard for me to, the fact that he did the reality show kind of ruins Travis Kelsey for me. Like there's a cheese factor that now yeah, yeah. goes along with that handsome that Did I can't get behind. Did you watch any of it? I didn't watch any. No. Of it. No. Maybe he was really good on yeah, that. Yeah, he might have been was, great. Maybe he was. He might have been like, "This is lame the whole yeah. time." But he's I don't handsome know. though. Handsome. Kelsey. Kelsey. Yeah, I think he's handsome. Is he? I was. I. He's somebody who I'm immune to. You know? I think your initial instinct of Greg Olson is a good one. Olson? That was my instinct. Mm-hmm. Yep. See, I got. See, I'm tuned okay. in in some places. Others, I am not. For for instance, as we've discussed here on the show before, David Carr. I would walk right by him. I would never know. What? Would never know that he's considered what? handsome. Come on. There are certain guys I just don't didn't I, I wouldn't know that they're handsome until people speak up and say, Oh yes, oh please. You know who's another one? Pittsburgh's own, Jason Taylor. That's another one who when he shows up around here, the mm-hmm. Hall of Famer. Oh, he's so ha- I That is pretty handsome. He's pretty know. handsome. No idea. No idea. Yep. For me, Patrick Claybon at the anchor desk. That's that to me is as good as we can do around these parts and you handsome Hank. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm glad um, we. Got, I'm glad we got this all resolved. I want to talk about. I want to talk. So about, maybe if I throw a pass to Patrick Claybon, could we make that happen? Before we get to the main event here, Just I want to talk me. to two people. <laughs> Can you throw a pass to Patrick Claybon? Yeah, I will. You know, it was a hand. You know, it was a pretty good one. Now that you say that, you know, it's very handsome in person. Is Antonio Brown and. Dave Damashek just completed a pass. To I him saw that in a hotel Congratulations. suite about a week or two ago. I mean, that's made I, a pass at him in a in a hotel suite. Something like that. I don't yeah. remember exactly what happened there. Right. The nice. wine was flowing. I don't yeah. remember what happened. Emma VP and spaghetti. That's the, that's that has to make the list, right? Yeah, definitely. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. By yeah. the way, make sure you check out on uh, Twitter. Uh, ASAMP Eddie Spaghetti there just seems like a regular old fellow there but at Edward L. Murphy is that it yeah, still, on I Twitter yeah, I haven't changed it yet he's sitting not- down he's kibitzing he's interviewing genuine A-listers like uh, what's his name Mark Wahlberg genuine A-lister what's his name Mark Wahlberg I yeah. couldn't think of his name Mark Wahlberg uh, Ronda Rousey and then today uh, alright like, that's enough Lauren, <laughs> Lauren Collins <laughs> he's like okay enough it's not your show <laughs> oh but uh, but quickly uh, another a little bit of news from uh, b- behind the glass there Emma VP just celebrated uh, one of her birthdays and happy birthday <laughs> one to of you. her birthdays well, I was going to go into the age and then I remembered the, the age old creed don't mention yeah. people's age but she's she's callow still I'm 25. 25 hey. years of age. Yep. Quarter century Congrats, on the big Thank marble. you so much. You can rent a car. Yep. Yep, yep. That's exciting. You should go Can't out wait. and do that today. I will. Any words <laughs> of wisdom for uh, for the young people out there making their way up? I'm still young. Okay. Oh. <laughs> All right. I want to talk about this. You know what, Don't... though? Um, 
I, I let's you know what? Let's talk about this here then. Let's talk about what we talked with uh, with Marty Bennett. By the way, I encourage you, nay demand. If there's an interview you're going to go back and check out from the last couple of weeks, uh, our 20 or 30 minutes with uh, with the black unicorn, just sublime. You know, all manner of uh, subjects. We talked football. He had great anecdotes, great reminiscences about Bill Belichick and Eli Manning and David Carr and so on, and uh, and how he regarded himself in pro football system and moving from team to team. But we also dug in on who would win in a fight between a vampire and a witch. Any thoughts right, on so, that, yeah. uh, Lindsay? A vampire and a witch. Um, I I know you guys were very impassioned about this. I think that I was behind his witch argument. Yeah, me too. I, I don't like a, because doesn't a vampire have to bite you? Well, but he's charming though. And a witch, you don't think but that that's, know, that's so no one's charming enough that I'm going to let them bite me, right? Yeah, but if you're, you know, oh, that just told know. us a lot about <laughs> what's happening. Okay, um, what? What well, I okay. thought was interesting about Marty, though, it, like your spirit animal interview, um, you you teed up something about like what women do when they walk by you, and it was clearly a thing that you were going to answer the question, and instead he took it and went in a cauliflower direction. Yes. I was like, that is the only time you're going to tee up that type of question to somebody, and they're going to take it. Yeah, we went deep. We we went deep on a lot of issues, including Medusa. We went a yep. little uh, mythological as well. But now let's go with 21st century mythology, aka animated features produced by Disney Pixar, and some of the odd messaging that we get there. By the way, they all almost every one of them involves some super moving scene early on in the mm-hmm. picture that really you find yourself improbably as a grown human being getting misty about. It's a little weird. Nothing worse than up. Up is, right. but but up is overrated though. In because my of that moment happens and then it's not it's not up after that. It's I, it's mostly down. There's no more emotionally moving right. scene in any movie in the 21st century, I dare say, than that three-minute right. montage of two uh, cartoon people having a relationship yes, together. Yes, getting older. Yes. So, Lindsay Rhodes, mm-hmm. I, I, I mentioned this to you, and you had some strong thoughts about it. I mentioned to you that Marty Bennett and I park our cars in the same garage, that Frozen mm-hmm. is, in fact... I mean, what's held up is probably the gold standard of 21st century animated movies. Right. Is in fact wildly overrated and perhaps even a negative uh, message to send out to uh, to uh, young girls out there. Yeah. That's the and part I, that I latched right. on to. Um, I don't know about the overrated or whatever. The music is certainly uh, seems to be catchy. But the uh, negative message to young girls I disagree with because you said the stuff about the parents and whatever and the fact that Anna, Anna is – you know, doing whatever she can do to get with some dude. But mm. in the end, the fact that they turn that whole uh, one true love trope on its head and you're mm. not expecting it and that the payoff is that your one true love could be your sister, that 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 is what could save you, that it doesn't have to be the guy, yeah. I thought was brilliant and caught me completely off guard at the end of that movie and I was totally crying. Really? Yes. Absolutely. I thought it was a very, like, that is an empowering Disney message you have right now. Mm-hmm. But you- that's not, not a sister, but it's just, I like that that's a, that's a female empowering message. Like, it's like, so she's been told and she's kind of of the mind that she needs this guy. And then the guy lets her down and even she finds a nice guy. And we assume that something's going to happen with Kristoff down the road, although that's never really paid off, but that doesn't matter because what, what she needed, what hmm. they needed hmm. was to acknowledge their love for one another and that that was enough to save her. 
I like this a lot, Lindsay. I, I, you I, also, Lindsay has, I should say, has two young children. One yep. of whom is a, is a little girl. And uh, Handsome, you have two boys and one little girl. Yep, and we all love to watch Frozen together. But I'm, it's, not, it's not my favorite one. I wanted to, I've always wanted to dig in more on the guy who runs the sauna. Woohoo, big summer blowout. I want to know more about that guy mm. and his backstory. A little spin-off. He's, That'd be they're nice. like, there's probably two or three characters I'm more interested in than, than Anna. Um, I also want to know why Anna is not called Anna, since that's... Right. It doesn't... It, it, the, yeah, there's no real reason ever, ever for that. Um, but I think generally um, it's, it's a little overrated. Yeah. That's my opinion. Well, by the way, you know, uh, what, what Lindsay is saying is I have already established a, a, a great point, rising above, but also a bad message for parents who are undoubtedly watching the movie with their little kids. So the reaction is one of your children has some outsized distinct talent and the reaction to that should be sequester them away, lock them away. But isn't the subtle message to those parents do that. that's not what you should do right. because they had to overcome that, that that was the yeah, – she I'm had to sure. <laughs> learn how to figure out that the things that other people told her were bad were in fact her strengths and she should lean into them. Right. I'm you not know, sure like that you, was exactly need... the message that you should have taken away. You're making <laughs> right? you know what? You're really Lock up your children. <laughs> you are legitimately turning me around on this. Okay. They're garbage parents. But that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Well, you well need, no, no, you that's a, not okay. You need an antagonist it, right. is the point. You need somebody to create a hurdle for someone to overcome for the message of overcoming the hurdle but to it's be a, but that's, paid off. Think about that. That's a pretty dark uh, direction that Disney is going to indicate to society you might have bad parents. So what? And you're supposed to pick up on that. By the way, they get taken out by the sea early on, the parents. Mm-hmm. They, they get uh, their what for from the gods above. You're bad parents. We're going to wash you away and see where this goes. Emma VP, you uh, fancy yourself a writer, and uh, we've made you the head writer <laughs> of as a result. Of, well, no, because of your deeds, not because you believe that. Um, but uh, where, where do you come down on this issue? I agree with Lindsay. Do you? Uh-huh, 100%. I, you know what? I like this a great deal. You know what? I'm going to retract. When I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong, and in this case – Thank you to Lindsay Rhodes with a little assist here from Handsome Hank and Emma VP. I was wrong. I was wrong. There you go. That is good. Well done. They That's, they, they outsmarted said, me, those Disney people. The two um, uh, that I love from a feminist standpoint, the female empowering movies are the Judy Hopps in Zootopia, like a chick who just mm-hmm. wants a job. Yes. Right? Like, I, I can relate to that. <laughs> like, the job that everybody tells her she can't do, and then she just wants to do, and there's no love interest in that. And then Moana, who just wants Moana to get something done right. and doesn't have a love interest at all. It's just, I need to get this done, and I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take it upon myself. Yep. And, yeah, those are strong we ones. Embrace- I'm very anti the Disney princess thing. So I'm struggling with this whole, like, I have my, my baby girl is a baby girl, right? She's 14 months old, so she hasn't made any decisions Uh-oh, of her own. It's right on the cusp. But I am like, there is no Cinderella. There is no, like, I just can't embrace it. Because mm-hmm. it just feels like you read those books now and the messages all feel so tired. That the finish and line like, is yeah. exactly the opposite. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think they've. I think. I think that you know, Disney's definitely moved away from totally. that now completely. Like they're mm-hmm. they're not so much. Uh, you don't hear too much about Snow White. But and they have a whole Disney days. princess line too. Like they've embraced. They've turned people who yeah, yeah. aren't princesses into princesses, so they could market them as princesses. Like I just the whole princess thing. I don't. I don't no. totally get. I'm right. not a princess girl. I'm not the girl who like wants to grow up to be that. It's like you know, 
I don't know. I don't know why that's the be all end all. That yeah. when Mulan, you're a little girl, you want to be that. Mulan is great is for female for female empowerment. Because, but ironic though, because of course she turns it. She pretends to be a man to show that she mm-hmm. is as strong as a man. Um, so that's a great one. I like Merida in Brave, a mm. little scene one. You I don't, don't like her. that one. I don't like her because, and I I get where you're coming from, and I there's clearly like. And it's great that there's a, a mother-daughter storyline, that the storyline is that, though it wasn't marketed as that. I don't know why, like, that the mother-daughter relationship doesn't sell, but um, she's just a brat to her mom. And I have a problem with that because it's, you don't have to, in order to be a strong, empowered woman who doesn't want to be in an arranged marriage, that doesn't mean that you need to be a brat to your mom every step of the way. Like, the mom, I don't remember the scene exactly, but I feel like the mom is coming to her and sort of apologizing and saying, like, hey, let's figure this out. And then she's like, okay, mom, but eat this blueberry pie that's going to make you a bear. And then the rest of the movie until the very end, her whole thing is, it's not my fault. It's not my fault, which I get that might be a realistic interpretation of how children are with their parents. But I just, I found her off putting in that way. Like I embraced the whole like, girl, you say no to those uh, arranged marriage suitors. Like I'm all for that part of it. Yeah, that's what jumps out. But her attitude the entire way and her just self-absorption kind of, I didn't like it. My favorite Disney movie is is The Jungle Book, and the girl at the end who is never named. She comes from the village, but she manages to tempt Mowgli, who has a series of friends in the jungle who who he sings and dances with and has a wonderful time. By the way, she that's managed, your gold standard of songs. Yes, I mean it's not even close. But she manages to say, "Leave behind the singing and dancing monkeys. You don't want to spend more time with Baloo, even though he can get you all the fruits that you could possibly want." I get that there's a tiger that's causing you issues. Like immediately she tempts him out of the jungle and he's back to the village to, to find out more about her. All right. I, I mean, listen, I, to me, I go, I go, uh, Incredibles one. Oh, by the way, oh, Incredibles, yeah, of course. Two, as, Incredibles you know, two. With I mean, Elastigirl she, is the Elastigirl primary is, character. I mean, she, she's the, yeah, she's the star. Um, and, uh, but Incredibles one is my favorite of all. And then book of life is very good. Uh, mm-hmm. Fred, that's that's good another one, one with yep. some good music to it. But, uh, boy, that's, uh, this is, uh, I did not know that when we sat down here to begin in studio 66, that the person learning would be Dave Damashek. Mm-hmm. It rarely happens who, at your age. I mean, I don't know, I don't know what, what that's even supposed to mean. So I guess it means that the work, well, they're, they're bad parents, but at least their frozen parents are not being celebrated and yes, that means that I do have to give a late summer's mention to the worst parents who are celebrated, or at least parent in um, in animated or kids friendly uh, programming ever. You know who it is, right, Handsome? <laughs> I do who know is who it? it is. Who is it? Is it Santa? It's Donner and Santa, Lindsay Rhodes. Ru- Rudolph gets born <laughs> and in, in the cave. He gets born in the cave a moment before, and then Donner, his father, comes in and and is immediately ashamed. By his only child, yeah. uh, uh, he has um, he has his he 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 gets his boy. He's gonna take over the family business, flying the sled around. He sees that red nose. That's all he cares about. He, uh, he's ashamed. Oh, gotta put dirt on that. Can't let Santa. Can't let Santa see that thing. And then he puts dirt on his own baby's on his own baby's face. Because heaven forbid, Santa, curmudgeonly Santa, would see this. Then Santa, sure enough, he comes in and he the 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 the, the dirt doesn't hold, and the red nose comes out. Santa, this creepy old boss man, he starts belly aching at the baby as well. Oh, you're never gonna fly on my team with that nose, kid. 
And then he got, then right off of that, he just jumps into a song about, I am old Kris Kringle, I'm the king of dingling. Like, well, the baby doesn't care. You just insulted. And the, and the mom is in no position to stand up because apparently Donner's a jerk of a guy. We don't know what happens in that house, but it's not good. I just don't understand why at the end of it, when all with all that is the prelude and the torment emotionally and otherwise that uh, Rudolph gets, not just from his peer group, but from the boss, from from his father and from the boss, Santa. When Santa's like, you, I need you to fly my sleigh tonight. He's like, hey, old man, screw. I don't know why he doesn't say that. You know? it's a good point. Too bad. You know what? You should have been nicer when you had a chance. You know Very much saying? like the Frozen parents, right? Mm-hmm. That's I mean, the right. storyline is the, the same. The sea already took them, though. That was the. That's the difference. They got. They got. The sea takes them, and they go on to happiness. Anna, Anna, and Elsa do. Yeah. It's, how many people have had to uh, go back and say? Uh, I mean, Anna, not Anna. You know. Hey, Lindsay Rhodes. What a pleasure to see you. You're. Thanks uh, for you're, having me. Yeah. This has been fun. My debut. Is this your Dave first Damashek time ever on the uh, yes. DDFP? Is that right? Yes. I, did, well, I assumed I you'd like, been here before. I felt like because it's hard to, no. it, when people, you know, with the with the podcasts out there around the NFL, you you have been a uh, longtime visitor of that show. So I feel like, you know, I don't want to go back to what we were just talking about over the last 10 minutes here, but I, you know, not, not, not because of, uh, of your gender, but it feels like people, you know, handsome Hank, same thing. You, you know, I better not see you on the on the on the Move mm. the Sticks podcast. You know what mm. I'm saying? No, you understand? that would never happen. You would, D- it DJ would never? would never invite me. Sully wouldn't even let me. Well, know. I feel like he's been challenged now, but yeah, hmm. um, Lindsay, I think you are uh, uh, for real. A, I mean, th- in a in a business that has been tough in in the last few years, people are finally starting to acknowledge. Hey, you know what? Women can do this job. You've been doing it now for uh, for a little while, and are a a, uh, a yardstick to be measured by for not just for for women in the business, but for people in the business, of Thanks, which Dave. I count myself. True. Was that an awkward compliment, <laughs> handsome? That was I, very I, awkward. Yeah, it was a little bit. How no, I was it, trying to say something nice to I, round up to summarize what we just talked about for right. ten minutes. You know? Yeah. Did I, I think the good news Emma is I think, I think Emma will be able to write you something better. That wasn't very good. It wasn't very yeah, good. Yeah, I didn't know where you're going with it. It was mm-hmm. like starting to get insulting, but you tried to be How did it get and... insulting? What part got insulting? I don't think it was. For being a, like, she's just great. Look at her. No. You know? I don't think it was as bad as the open when Dave called Lindsay a stalwart. Which I don't think I, no, I don't think of stalwart as a. is, yeah, I understand. A steady, powerful force, right? Well, I will MVP. I'd like you let it go. <laughs> no, I you we can't let Lindsay go yet because I I we have to make this right. Emma VP, you're the writer. Go ahead. Lindsay, you're a star. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, Thanks, but Emma. I think it deserves more than that. <laughs> I I Dave, like, I Dave wanted like to bring the whole ma- No, I I get where you were going. He wanted to bring the whole last 10 or 15 minutes together in a doing. in a thing. I get it. But he just failed. But so maybe Emma. I don't think we need to do that. Okay. You know why? Now you feel it's like that's silly. patronizing. Yeah. It's not. Did you feel I was patronizing you, Lindsay? Be honest. No. You, can, you won't no, hurt good. my feelings. We're good. I got. I got what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I am a host. I get the whole like trying to like segue yeah. smoothly from Tired topic but to it, topic. But it, it wasn't empty. To... It wasn't that empty. It was. It was. It was, uh, it was sincere. Yes. I find. I find it admirable. Thank you. You find yourself admirable. 
No, I, well, <laughs> my efforts. Yes. No, I no. I think I find them woeful. More <laughs> so because Emma VP is. I can feel. I can feel her eyes tisk tisk. She's definitely going to cut this whole bit out of. Are the Are you going to anyway. cut this out, Emma VP? No, I'm going to keep it so everyone knows. <laughs> Do you see though? This is why I'm such an awkward soul, handsome. You know, even yeah. when I try to say something nice, I can't really do it very well. Mm-hmm. Can and, you say and then something? you talk about it afterwards. I know. Being awkward. Yeah, I know. Has he told you how good he is at picking out dresses? Are no, you his whole thing is he's very good at picking out menu items, but I, oh, I've never yeah, heard the dresses. Too. This comes up in uh, makeup also. Right. He says he's very good at identifying uh, I'm undefeated wardrobe. even. Really? I'm undefeated mm-hmm. at this. I am. This I, happens I, in this building. You pick out. No, 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 no. At home. For a lady love, I'll, right. I'll pick out a dress. You should, What? You buy them one or you say, here's one that you already own that you should wear? I'd like to see you in this. Put it. No, no. <laughs> I don't, no. I, I pick out lovely dresses and uh, and people respond that this is an actual, not not a nice thought. This is, wow, I love no, this. No, but sorry, from their own wardrobe or you will go into a store? Yeah, he like, goes to like, a store. Like, is it like he Pretty Woman? It's like, like Richard Gere yes. and you're just like, here, get these. No, yeah, no, 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 no. I go to a store <laughs> and I pick out a lovely dress. Right. And people say like, oh, then so you, sweet. you pay for dresses? Do you, you pay? For- yes, I don't do it for strangers. Okay. I don't know. You didn't, we weren't, <laughs> this wasn't very clear. I pick out. When did gifts. this last happen? Uh, In the last ago. decade. A month a ago. A month ago. There you go. See? I bought my girlfriend starting a new job. I right. said, you know, here's a, here's a, a new, nice dress. Right. And it was, and it was work friendly. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, you know what? As a matter of fact, this brings it all full circle. Lindsay Rhodes, I said, wow, that is some nice dress that you have. And I for- can't remember who made it. And I said, where did that come from? And you told me. So I went to the store to get it. That that dress was not available. And instead, I got another one, which, which she loved. That's true. That's a true story. Well, you really did bring it full circle, Dave. Well done. All right, I feel embarrassed. I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting the shame sweats now. <laughs> Story of my life. Eddie Spaghetti, do you have anything? How do you, how yeah, do you talk? I, how do you no, say something I, nice to someone? I, I got you. I sympathize because I, I'm the same way. Like I want to try to be nice, overly nice to people, and and then I'm then not you start, being overly no, 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 nice. No, 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 no. I'm trying not to issue nice, a sincere I'm compliment. About, I'm not saying now. I'm saying in general. And like I offer a compliment, which is like people think it's weird coming from me, and then everyone laughs at me, and then it's like, well, why don't I even bother in the first place? And that's unfair. They're doing that to you. How did Thank you? you. How did Eddie Spaghetti. How did you wrap it up with Mark Wahlberg the other day? He said, thank you, Ed Murphy. And he told me that he's been interviewed for 20 years and I'm the only name he'll remember because my name is Eddie Murphy. So it, it was very nice. He's my friend now. He said, I'm a friend. Good friend. Well, and when you run into him later. He'll remember yeah. me. He'll, he'll remember, remember Eddie Murphy. Oh, look, it's Eddie Murphy. We had a nice laugh uh, off camera. And shook, shook the hand, talked a bit. Yeah, it was, it was, it was swell. So well, that's good. I mean, and it happened in the 60s, too. Because it was swell. <laughs> he's been around me a little yeah, bit. He's too been I, right? Yeah, right? You exactly. too, I swear. Yeah. Or... I was just trying to say that it's admirable in a rugged okay. business like we this. We all got it. That we got Lindsay it. Rhodes <laughs> is. Uh, no, you no, know. don't do it again. That's it's not like going to make. It's not going to be goodbye. better second time. All right. Just uh, you know what? Maybe both of you should go. You know what? <laughs> Maybe Lindsay Rhodes should take out uh, the the rubbish with her. You know what okay. I'm saying? Hansel? I do. I understand what you're saying. Fine, I'll leave. Please stay. Okay. Right. We just gonna. Are wrap you guys the continuing? Show Am I just? We're okay. just gonna wrap the show up now. But now we have to spend an extra five minutes on what just happened here. Yeah. And my disgrace. No. No. Nope. All right. No. It's disgrace. all good. There's no disgrace. No disgrace, Dave. Everybody's uh, happy. 
All right. Do you want to issue a playoff t- a team that's not going to the playoffs so you can get a little uh, social media feedback nah, from I'm it? I'm going to just go ahead and let you. This seems to be your wheelhouse. I don't want to step on any toes. It's your show. Bengals? Think they're going to the playoffs? No. I do. Really? <laughs> yeah, I think that, I think that's a dark horse team. No one's talk- That is a genuinely a team no one's talking about that they could go to the playoffs. That's the truth. Uh, well, okay. That's one of your that teams means- nobody's talking about. Yep. All right. Um, all right. Well, how long have we gone here, Emma VP? Long uh, enough? Long, 45 minutes. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my heavens. I didn't realize. Again, I would have thought we'd been talking for about 20 minutes now. <laughs> yep. I had no idea. See, that's why you can't just point a camera at me, Lindsay, because I have no idea what time it is and how quickly we need to get out. This is what podcasts allow. Blowhards <laughs> yes. like me to, to just flap their gums until they have nothing left to say. I love it. All right. You know what? Then let's do wrap it up here. For Lindsay Rhodes, make sure you check her out on Total Access. Eddie Spaghetti. Ed L. Murphy. Or Edward L. Murphy. Why don't you change that dumb Twitter handle? Every week, every show you bring it up, I have tried. There's no available names. I've tried them all. Do that for him. Emma VP. Can we say the big news, Emma VP? Sure. In honor of your birthday, be on the lookout for the broadcast. It is going big time. It is now going to be. It doesn't exist. It is. It's going to be a podcast available on Podcast One. This yeah. is true. Emma VP and Erica Tamposi, they did it, everybody, with the Yay. support of your videos. Make sure you track it down. What is it? It's at the broadcast. The broadcast pod- IRL. The broadcast Twitter, yeah. IRL. And also uh, give the Emma VP and Erica Tamposi follows because they're always putting out their funny videos. And, of course, for Handsome Hank, who endlessly will support whoever the guest is to embarrass me, to make me look bad. But to, but to ingratiate himself to Dave, whoever I our was guest with you. Is. You and I were in lockstep for like the whole way through until that awful thing you did at the end. Well, apologies again for that. But we'll talk to you at the start of next week after you get to watch some pro football pro action. Football. I know. How about that? Preseason football. Yeah. yeah. It's a lie for your eyes, though. That's the thing. I, I, it's too seductive. I try not to watch too much because it seduces you into thinking, that guy's going to be a star. Like, yeah, he's playing against uh, a guy who's going to be working at uh, – who's going to be making fries in two weeks from now. So don't get too excited about that. All right, one more time on the uh, closing <laughs> music, and then that's got to be it. They've tried to play you off like four times. I won't do it. All right, thank you for helping me understand Frozen a little bit better. And like I say, back to hot pro football talk at the start of next – Next week. Until then, for everybody mentioned and everybody beyond, it's been a good slice of heaven. I am dumb. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.